Hello and welcome to the Braindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. First, I'll give solutions to the puzzles from last week. We'll listen to the lateral thinking puzzle being solved. Then I'll share three new puzzles for you to ponder. So to start with, let's review our previous week's puzzles and uh, we'll see what the answers are. Also, quick shout out to Jordan and Rachel who got all of this week's puzzles correct. They get the grand prize of uh, getting mentioned on the podcast, I guess. One of these days, maybe there will be real prizes, but that day is not today. But thanks to everybody who sent in solutions. It's uh, great to hear from you guys. Solution one. (laughs) Mr. E, name a word that starts with an E and has only one letter in it. The answer is E, obviously. I don't know what you were expecting. No, I'm just kidding. The actual answer is envelope starts with E and has one letter in it. Uh, Pat yourself on the back if you got that one. I wish more envelopes had letters in them instead of, uh, you know, friendly payment reminders. My uh, dentist actually sent us a bill earlier today that was for $11. It was like, what did they do for us that cost $11? Is that the cost of all those birthday cards they keep sending us? Are we pay- are we paying for those now? If so, is there like a way I can get off that list? I mean, I think I'd probably be okay going a whole birthday without hearing from my dentist. Anyway, moving on. Solution two. Okay, second puzzle. For the following words, find one additional word that can attach to each of the other words, either at the beginning or the end, to form four new words. So I gave you an example. If you were given the words male, M-A-I-L, and whole, H-O-L-E, an answer would be man, M-A-N, because with it you could make the words mailman and manhole. So the words I gave you were act, A-C-T, one, O-N-E, spa, S-P-A, and kind, K-I-N-D. Okay, so the additional word was red, R-E-D. With that, you can form the words redact, redone, spared, and kindred. All right, who got that one? Raise your hand. It's just me here, but I'm I'm raising my hand. So I also came up with it, though, so not as impressive. Solution three. All right, puzzle three was the weekly lateral thinking puzzle. As a reminder, these are often solved with one person knowing the answer and others asking yes or no questions to that person until the answer is found. So last week's puzzle was created by Stephen Wirt, and I was the one who did the question asking this time, and so now you can uh, dispel any notion that just because I like these puzzles, that means I'm particularly good at guessing them. This one actually tripped me up a little bit, as you'll see, and seeing how a handful of people sent in the correct answer makes me feel even better about it. The puzzle was called Doc, I've Got Trimmers. After a major earthquake, a doctor enters his office to find some of his property, for which he had paid tens of thousands of dollars, ruined and lying among twisted metal and broken glass. Although he is uninsured, he is not particularly upset. Why? Is his office like a room? (laughs) Or a building? I don't know. You don't know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would assume his office. So it could be, though. It's not like, oh, his, his, his office is really the earth. I don't know. 
know. The moon. Okay. The basic assumptions of an office. Okay. So it's an office. He walks in and there's glass. Yes. And did that glass originate from the office? It was part of something in his office. Yes. That was previously unbroken and now is broken? Yes. And but that's not a big deal. Or he's just is so rich that it really doesn't matter. <laughs> not that. Okay. Right, but it doesn't matter somehow. Wait, what is the what is the thing about the property? How much? Tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars. Or is it like is that a lot? Or is this like inflation? Or no. Okay, but is the property that is worth 10000 or whatever, tens of thousands of dollars, broken? It is damaged. It is damaged? But he's still not upset. All right, is, is he a doctor of medicine? Yes. It's tens of thousands of dollars worth of it. Is it an object? Like, or multiple objects? It is an object. An object. Is it a, like a living one? No. Is it... Organic in nature? No. <laughs> no. So not like a crazy plant or something? <clears throat> no. $10,000 <laughs> vine or whatever. Okay. Still not a plant. So what about like if it's a fern? <laughs> um, it's something in the room. Yes. And it is of a finite size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it bigger than a bread box? I don't know. How big is a bread box? I don't know. Just imagine <laughs> a loaf of bread and a box that fits it. It is not bigger than a bread box. <laughs> so it's a small, and it's just one small thing. Yes. That's tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. It, let's just say it's a doctor's office in California. There was an earthquake. And Dr. McGee is there, and he walks in, and there's glass broken from the object. Did it originate from the object? Like it was... Yes-ish. So was it glass that was surrounding Yes. it? So it was a glass case or something? Or like a mm. fish bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Still not a plant. <laughs> a plant? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking a fish. <laughs> Okay, but it was was it completely surrounding it? No. Is this like his spacesuit? <laughs> no. Those are tens of thousands. Actually, those are a couple million, I think. Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. Dang. Do we have one of these things? Yeah. We sort of have one of these things. We sort of have one of these things. Is it worth tens of thousands of dollars? Yes. It is? <laughs> What a, what a... In the sense of the puzzle, yes. <laughs> could we sell it? No. We could not sell it. Is it a child? <laughs> Again, I think he would be upset. <laughs> Does everyone have one of these? No. Do many adults? Yes. All adults? No. So we're just especially privileged with our tens of thousands of dollars worth of property. Is it our life? Is it, my, is it his job? He found his life amidst 
Or was it Broken like... glass and twisted metal. Oh, I know what it was. It was his degree. Yes. Because <laughs> it's worth tens of thousands of dollars to get the degree. And the degree itself, he says in the puzzle, his framed doctorate degree from a private university fell from the wall during the earthquake. The cost of reparations would have been equal to that of a new frame and an enclosed picture hook. The degree itself was damaged, but a replacement was available at a cost of $100. So there you go. Thanks again, Stephen. Uh, as a reminder, the answer was... Uh, he was a moon doctor with a broken spacesuit. <laughs> no, it was his degree. I don't even know where my degree is right now. Probably collecting dust in a box somewhere. I guess I did spend thousands of dollars on it, but uh, I'm no doctor, and I haven't mastered anything. I'm not even a bachelor, thanks to my wife. So, money well spent. Okay, that's it for last week's puzzles. Time for some new ones. Puzzle one. Yeah! <laughs> The Maltese Escalator. Okay, look, I think I know what you guys have been thinking. You've been thinking, you know, this podcast's uh, pretty good, but I think what it really needs is more escalator puzzles. Well, have I got a treat for you. Wait, nobody was thinking that? Man, did I misjudge. No, actually, I was uh, thinking of saving this one, but decided to go ahead and complete the Escalation Trilogy. So this is a puzzle I came up with based on a real-life problem-solving that I heard about recently. Uh, I mean, it's loosely based on it, in the same way that uh, Disney's Frozen is loosely based on The Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen, or the way that Godzilla is loosely based on my cat. So in this puzzle, a team is assigned to increase the efficiency of people leaving a subway station via the escalator. The escalator represents a major choke point during rush hour. Uh, one train unloads, and then uh, those people can't get all can't all get up the escalator before the next one unloads, so there ends up being a very angry, unruly crowd at the bottom. The team needs to figure out a single way to increase the efficiency so that the most people can get up the escalator in the shortest time. The right side is for people who want to stand on the escalator and take it to the top. The left side of the escalator is for those who want to walk up the escalator and pass those people. Uh, they crowd together in two lines, one for the right side, one for the left. Uh, only one in five people walk, and the other, so the other four out of five stand. People in each line ride the escalator with two empty steps between them and the next person. So person, empty step, empty step, person, so on. So now we're going to listen in on the team. I have not been involved in any internal government meetings, but I assume this is basically accurate. Interior, conference room, night. It's always night in New Dark City. Three figures sit around a dimly lit table, and another stands before them. A single light bulb swings above them all. The standing one talks first. All right, you know the situation. We need solutions, and we need them yesterday. We'll only have time to implement one of them, so make it good. Natasha, we start with you. What do you got? It is simple. People stand too far apart. If we put footprint stickers on every other step, pictures of people standing closer together, or maybe some more friendly music, we can get them to close the gap from two steps between each person to only one step between them. Not bad. 
What about you, Joe? I don't know what Dollface is talking about. Getting people closer. The real problem is you got too many people just standing around. Now, obviously, not everybody's gonna walk, but I think with the clever marketing campaign, with signs and pictures of people walking with, you know, health benefits or whatever, we can double the number of walkers. Problem solved. Double the number of walkers. I like it. Slick, what do you got? You think these people are gonna take all your little hints? All the cats on these subways are three sprinkles short of a cupcake. Too unpredictable. Instead of social engineering, how about regular engineering? We've got some wiggle room with the speed of the escalator. We can increase the speed 33%. Can't go more than that without grandma breaking a hip, but should be plenty to get everybody up much faster. Okay, so we got solution one. Shrink the gap between each person from two empty steps to one empty step. Solution two, go from one in five people walking up the escalator and double it to two in five. Solution three, increase the speed of the escalator by 33%. Okay, you there in the shadows. I don't know who you are, but I've seen you standing there in the corner this whole time. So what would you like to add to this here conversation? The figure steps from the shadows peers through the thick cigar smoke and smirks. Cut to interior subway station night. It's always night in New Dark City. There's a sign with two words on it by the escalator. Camera pulls back slowly. Voiceover. And so with two simple words, the shadow man's solution proved more efficient than any of the other options, even if they had worked exactly as planned. The boss tried to congratulate the shadow man, but he was already long gone, disappeared into the night. It's always night in New Dark City. Fade to black. Wow, that was that was pretty realistic. I couldn't tell if that was like a documentary or what, with all those convincing characters and accents. So the puzzle is this. Which one was the Russian spy? No, that's not the puzzle. Uh, the question is, what two words were on the sign? Good luck. Puzzle two. Lining up in numbers. Okay, this puzzle will go a lot quicker, I promise. It's a two-for-one puzzle, though. First, name an eight-letter word that has five vowels that are all consecutive. So starts with one consonant, then five vowels, then two more consonants. Okay, that was the first one. The second one, name a nine-letter word that has only one vowel in it. I'll give you a little hint there. It has three consonants, then the vowel E, then five more consonants. I'll repeat that briefly. Eight-letter word with five vowels that are consecutive, one consonant, five vowels, two more consonants. Second, nine-letter word with only one vowel in it, three consonants, E, five more consonants. Puzzle three. Three lefts make it right. Here's the lateral thinking puzzle for this week, this time written by Shannon Pinnell. 
Across the entire human population, only about 10% of people are left-handed. Many animal species have also been shown to have, quote, handedness, or favor one side or the other. In those species, there also tends to be either right-handed, or right-pawed, dominance, or an even 50-50 split. However, I can think of one population that is almost entirely left-handed, and it has nothing to do with sports. Who are they? So that's your puzzle. You can hear it solved next week. Also, we're revealing three clues a week, one at a time, only on the Facebook page. Uh, so like and follow our Braindrop Puzzles Facebook page to see those. Okay, that's it for this week. Again, you can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles, as well as puzzles from previous episodes. You can send in your solutions or suggest a puzzle for a future episode, or write me a nice electronic letter by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. Special thanks to Jeff Moore for some of the music, including what you're listening to right now. Finally, please subscribe to the podcast and consider uh, tossing me a star or two or five on whatever your podcast app is, just however many stars you can spare. And a review would be great as well. Thanks. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. See you next week. Oh, are you, are you still here? I'm, are you, I thought you were going to. Are you wanting me to hang up? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Bye.